Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I'm here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind. And I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. So today I'm super excited to chat with an extraordinary woman. We actually met back in 1998 when I was a young and up and coming athlete and she was just starting her sports broadcasting career. Her name is Leanne Lang and over the past 20 years, she's become one of Ottawa's favorite storytellers on television. However, her 10 years as a sports anchor and then almost another 10 years as the host of CTV Morning Live started to affect her life physically, mentally, and emotionally. And Leanne felt a calling to make a change. Well, she did just that. Last fall, Leanne walked into her boss's office at CTV and announced her retirement from the show. She took a leap of faith to follow her heart and to start a new chapter of her own, sharing the stories, experiences, and adventures of her choosing. Leanne has transformed herself into a well-known health and fitness activist, so you have to make sure you go and follow her on Instagram at, at Leanne Lang. She is a keynote speaker, a blogger, brand ambassador, and recently she has joined the podcast movement and is now the host of her own podcast, Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. So exciting. So she is here today to talk about this colossal life transformation and to inspire all of us to continue to make good decisions for ourselves, and that no matter what age, we all have the power to pursue our hopes and dreams. So this is such a cool episode. Okay, here we go. Hi. Hi. (laughs) How's it going? It's good. Good. Okay, so for those of you guys listening, I am, Leanne Lang is in my house. Okay, CTV Morning Live TV host is in my house. This is so cool. We're doing the puzzle. She's puzzling. She I already got, yes. can, we, can we mention that right off the bat? I already got one. I <laughs> do this did, all the time at home too. Yeah, she is. She can stay all day. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming here. It is. It's, I'm so glad that we're doing this and I'm so glad that the, um, the tables are turned. Okay. Because yes. we were just talking, you know, of the years of me talking and interviewing you uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, from when you were incredibly young. I think, well, we were both really young at the time, but uh, it's nice to have seen your career and then you grow up and then you doing this and then going, okay, let's reverse the roles today and, and do it this way. I know. I actually love it. We were just talking about how um, we probably met in, I, I think it was 98, but you, you thought it was later than that. But no, it makes sense because there was okay. there was more than one. Yeah, we, we we had done more than a we, couple of pieces together. Yeah, so Leanne interviewed me when I was on the Ontario team, and then throughout my career as a national team athlete, and furthered her career into this massive thing. And she is a brilliant woman. And the last thing that you were doing, or which I started really, really following you and loving mm-hmm. your personality, was in the CTV Morning Live, like. You are hilarious. You're in. You have this great personality, and you're super influential um, to women and and young girls in sport and in health and wellness. And now, now there's this new chapter. So 
I, I wanted you here today because of your influence on me as well as everyone around. And uh, yeah, I want you to just tell your story. Well, it's interesting, right? Because when we met, I was a sports anchor. Yes. And I was a sports anchor um, right out of university. Okay. Um, and then I'm, I have the athletic background too, right? Like I was a gymnast and I had just finished my scholarship uh, at yeah, the University like, of Massachusetts. Yeah, so. NCAA gymnast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. yeah. So, Amazing. I mean, I had, I, I mean, I, I understand and I understood what athletes were going through. I think that's why I enjoyed the storytelling so much is because I had lived it also. Yeah. I knew what it was like to have highs and lows and recover from injuries and setbacks. So when I was telling stories, I actually really felt for the athlete or I could enjoy their, you know, glory mm-hmm. and I could feel their pain. And, and it's even interesting now because now I can watch television and, and see kids that I covered as kids, yeah. you know, now at the Olympics or on professional tours. So I love that about the life experience that I had doing that. So I did the, the 10 years as a sports anchor, and then I was just finishing or heading into my 10th year as the morning show host. Um, mm-hmm. And I had a ton of fun doing the morning show. It was really quite an adventure. Every day was very different, and I got to meet so many really interesting people. Because when I first made the transition, I was like, how am I going to give up sports? I mean, sports is my life. I love yeah. it. How else can I think of, you know, of doing anything else? But once you start kind of talking to chefs and actors and politicians and newsmakers, like you, your world, my world really opened up when I went to the morning show and I had, you know, a really great long run, but it just caught up to me. You know, it just, there were, I kind of started to have these aha moments that we have in life. And I, I started to question what else, how long can I keep this up? And so there was, there was really me starting to say, I feel like I'm a little bit in Groundhog Day. Okay. While, while other people see this as, oh my God, she gets to do this and she gets to interview this person. Yeah. I was starting to do things now for the 10th time, right? The 10th yeah. annual. Like I was doing a lot of stories that were very repetitive to me where I, I felt that I could actually just do the interview myself because yeah. <laughs> I knew all of the details. Um, and I could have really, I could have done this forever and I could have done that show forever, but I was really tired. I think what people don't understand with the morning show is the type of hours that we're keeping. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about like a typical yeah. day, maybe. So a typical day, like my alarm went off at three forty in the morning. Mm. So at three forty AM, yeah, three forty. Um, I jumped out of bed and I was really good at, there's no, and I would re- recommend this for anyone. Do not press that snooze button. Wait until the last possible second that you need to get out of bed and make that your alarm and have the alarm at the other end of the room and jump out of bed and go shut it. So, and I had to do it really quickly so that I wouldn't make my husband up, you know? So it was like the alarm went off. I went, I jumped in the shower and I would get back into my pajamas after getting out of the shower and drive to work in my pajamas, hair wet. Um, I would get to the studio and I would have about 20, 25 minutes to get myself ready because we had to be on set at 5am to be, um, at 5 a.m. to tape everything for the airport news. Like, you know, when you're sitting in the airport and the news comes on. So we would tape that at 5 a.m. in studio. So I was hair, makeup, like, done. By the way, I did my... There's... There's no hair makeup team okay. in local television. Okay? I did not know that. Yeah. So, okay. so I would get to work. So I shower. I would leave the house at 4.05. I'd be downtown by 4.30. 4.30-ish until 5. I could go back, get myself done. 5 o'clock, we were on set. 5.20, we would start to do all of our post, like the, the show meetings, going through the newspapers, going through the headlines, going through what was happening. And then um, at around quarter to 6, I would go back and just kind of touch myself up. 
to be ready for 6 a.m. 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. was the show. It was like mock speed for four hours. I was like in, out, set, running to meet the guests, back on set, get to my computer, read the headlines, go back, you know, so it, it was, was a, a four hour show. It was a four hour show. Most morning shows are three. Ours, okay. ours was four. So really I'm on set at five, then craziness from six until 10. Uh-huh. Uh, and you're, you're moving, like you're mentally exhausted by the end of those four hours. No kidding. And then um, I would immediately finish the show and have my first coffee of the day. So I did not have a coffee until the end of the show because, first of all, I can't have coffee at 3.30 in the morning. So I would have a tea at 6 a.m. when the show would start. Okay. And then I would go get my coffee after the show. And then we would have our meetings at 11.15, meetings about the show that we just had, and then looking ahead to the show that was coming up. And then um, we would finish whatever I had to do. But I often had extras duties. Like I was shooting what we would call look lives. Like, hey, we're here at you know, the new oak tree and there's a sale coming up. So I was the one that was responsible for doing all of that. So when I would leave the studio, I then had to go shoot those. Um, I sat on a number of different boards and charities, so I would have charity meetings. So my day would kind of wrap up more around one. And then I would immediately go to the gym because the gym was my only salvation. It was the only thing I think that kept me kind of going and Mm -hmm. functioning. And if I didn't get my workout in, I became kind of more on the bitchier side of things. (laughs) I needed the endorphin. Like I needed the workout to get me through. And then I would literally drop my bags off at home and then go get my kids at three from school. And so three from, you know, so I haven't been home really. I've been on the go since 3.40 in the morning. Both of my kids are in competitive sports. So it was pick up at three, drop them off at training by 3.30. My daughter, who's the gymnast, she's like me. She's four hour training. So it's, you know, she's training till 7.30 kind of get home for eight, eight o'clock, it's dinner, and then bath time and bedtime and reading and books and homework. And so the day would wrap up at 10. Like I would get the kids to bed around 9.30, quarter to 10. And then I would pack my bags, pack the lunches, pack everything, and then try to get myself to bed by 10. So if you look at that, that's 3.40 a.m. until 10 Mm p.m. And I did that every day. Like, wow. so people, people, I think have a misconception that, you know, we do the morning show and at 10 a.m. I'm out of the building. I go home and I nap for a couple of hours and then I kind of do my own thing and have the day to myself. Like there was just none of that. Like, and I think people didn't realize the the pace that I was keeping up. And as the kids got older and there was more to do, it just, it, I, I was exhausted. Yeah. You're playing so many different roles. You have so many different hats and it is it, it's it's hard just to take care of yourself in a lot of ways, let alone your family. And- right. But I felt like if I didn't take care of myself, like I could have gone home at one and napped. Sure. Right. And, and then gotten them at three. I could have done that. But then I wasn't taking care of my physical being of feeling how I needed to. So I opted to go and have the release and keep my system and my body working. So I would opt for the workout over, you know, the sleep. I would do a 20 minute nap if I had an event. Like that's not even including the charity events and stuff that I would do at night or yeah. go and MC. And so I kept that up and I was doing okay with it. And I kind of accepted the life. And my husband called it the life ruiner because I was, you know, Friday nights, there was no going out for dinner. Like I would pass out. Like by Friday night, I was just done. And like, we would be the first to leave a dinner party. Like it was just, I, I always was living everything half, half full. I like, I don't, I don't know how yeah. to like it. it it was like, if I stay an extra hour with my friends, that's an extra hour and I'm not sleeping. 
Or like I was always playing the, if I do this, then I get this much sleep. If I do this, then I can't do this. Like it was always playing things against each other. And then in June, I got the shingles. Okay. Okay. I remember, I remember looking, watching your Instagram stories and being like, oh my God. I got the shingles in June and I was kind of lying there in excruciating pain. And I said to myself, and I'd emotionally started to really kind of check out of things. And when I got the shingles, I kind of said to myself, my body is letting me know it's time. Interesting. Was that like a clear voice? It was a clear voice. It was a clear, my mind, I knew I had already sensed my mind doing this, but when my body and my body has been my, um, I have always depended on my body. It has always gotten me through what I needed to in training and competition. And, and when it was telling me what my mind already knew, I listened and I started the conversation with my husband and uh, and eventually I started the conversation with my boss to say, I think I'm ready to go. And it was a very difficult conversation to have. And I was, you know, like the fear. I, at this point, then I'm starting to be fueled by my fear because I'm like, I'm walking away from a very good job um, with, you know, so much that comes with it. And like, there's a lot that encompasses what I did for 20 years to walk away from that into the complete unknown. It was like jumping off of a cliff and trusting in my ability as an athlete, as a competitor, that I had to go back to what I knew I've been since I was a child, that I was going to be able to do it again. I just needed to do it on my own terms and sleeping. <laughs> like, <laughs> arrested? like no. no, like you have no idea. Like I didn't realize how dark of a cloud I was living under until I got out of it. Yeah. So there's one thing I just need to say, because like this story resonates with me so hugely. Like when I heard you were leaving, I was like, oh, my God, I need to talk to her (laughs) because I I also did the same thing when I left freestyle skiing. It was 20 years. It was my life. And I decided that it was time for me to change. People had a hard time with that decision because they were like, oh, you're traveling the world. You're skiing in all these mountains. You're like the top coach in Canada right now for a female coach in Canada, you're impacting all these people. And you want to stop and become a waitress and Instagram? And I was like, yeah. And it was really, it, it's, I, I totally hear you when you say, when people think you lived this glamorous life, and, and you do in a lot of ways. And I think uh, there's not one instance where you didn't appreciate everything that's happened. But we all, we can't live our lives for other people. And you started to figure that out and that's super cool because oftentimes our 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 inner voice our inner self speaks to us and we don't listen to it right and And it's really hard to listen to it because it's scary because it's it's the unknown right of 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 listening to it and uh it was it was it was really dealing with fear and 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 to be honest with you i went back to the visualization that i went through as an athlete when I had fear as an athlete, and I'm sure you experienced fear in the jumps and, and you know, like, uh, yeah. you know, and so, and I know that you stood at the top of the mountain and you visualized your course, you visualized yeah. the movement and you had to successfully visualize it before you could go out the gate. Right. Yeah. So it was the same thing as a gymnast. I mean, there was fear in the tricks that I was doing and the fear of injury. And so I would always have to visualize a, a successful landing, a successful trick. And so when I was, you know, pacing my house at three o'clock in the morning, when I was trying to make this decision, 
I would sit and like, I remember because I have this chair in the corner, my favorite chair, and I would sit there like three o'clock in the morning visualizing what I was going to feel like with sleep, visualizing what I was going to be like with my kids not being so tired and irritated at nine o'clock at night, just begging for them to kind of wind down. Like I was visualizing being at a dinner party with my friends and not having to leave. I was visualizing. That's so cool. Yeah. And so I started to just picture what my life could be, started to picture new adventures, new opportunities. And I just allowed myself to be positive about the things that were scaring the crap out of me Mm -hmm. and try to put a positive spin on it without really knowing how on earth I was going to do this or how I was eventually going to make money or any of those things. I just had to visualize like adventures and good things. And that kind of, I think, carried me through because other than that, I would have been paralyzed with fear to do any of the things that I did, especially taking that leap and getting into my boss's office going, yeah, okay, like, let's figure this out. Yeah, it's interesting how fear definitely controls um, control can control us. Like for me, I talk about the two main emotions, fear and then love. And everyone sort of, in, in my experience, I, I should just be for myself, but I gravitate towards that fear-based emotion because there's risk. There's a risk involved. And it's like, oh my God. And all of a sudden you have 20 million reasons why not to do it. But then as you start speaking to yourself and you're, you're, trying to be self-full and and love yourself and make decisions based on what your needs are inside, then you start to, like you say, visualize the hope. That is like very cool. That's very powerful. It's like, but but to, most people don't know how to do that. Right. Right. We know how to do that because as athletes, we were trained very young yeah. of using visualization. And so it's a skill that takes time to develop, I, I think. Um, yeah. But it was a skill that I immediately went back to when I realized I was in a difficult situation and it was going to allow me to work through the process. Yeah. So to, to say to somebody who's never done it, well, just visualize yourself being happy. <laughs> you, they're going to kind of look at you go like, what? Like you're crazy, you know, but I think that there, you know, there's a power to understanding how it works and how yeah. you're able to, to get your mindset that way. So, but it's what I used to be able to kind of launch myself out of what I was doing. Yeah. So in that transition, mm-hmm. as you're transitioning, how we'll talk about that because like, yeah, we were talking about how you visualize, but the actuality of it um, and how you live through it. Like I, I think you said it earlier where you had to just trust yeah. that everything was going to be okay. And that is a risk as well. And it's scary, but while you're like doing it, once the decision was made, right. was it like a weight off your shoulder? Was it like... To be honest with you, and I, and I talked about this, um, I had done this uh, this speaking event, and I, I talk about how I was in my boss's office actually spitting out the words when I was actually saying, like, <laughs> I'm I'm good to go, I'm I'm done, like, let's start, let's start this conversation. Yeah. I felt like the... I thought in my head I was going to be saying, stop talking, stop talking, just... Yeah. Stop talking. You're destroying your life. You're walking away. Like, how are you going to make money? Like, I thought I was going to have that. And what I ended up feeling was this release in my stomach. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I was talking these words, I felt this relaxation. And so I knew as I was saying those words that I was making the right decision. Like, I knew in my gut and that 
there was a release. And so the more I started to talk and feel this release, the more excited I got that I trusted. I knew deep down um, that I was making the right decision. And it really was on that that day when I kind of left. It really is like taking a leap of faith. Like you you have to do it. And it, that jumping off the cliff was really hard. It's trusting that you know yourself and that eventually as I was plummeting down, mm-hmm. that there was going to be wings that would like spread out and I would fly. Like kind of like Iron Man, right? Like mm-hmm. it was kind of like he had to go and then all of a sudden like he figured it out and, and started to fly. And I just trusted that I was going to be able to, to do that. I didn't know how. I really didn't know yeah. how. I didn't know when it was going to happen. I just just knew from I, – I honestly, and I think it's my experience as an athlete. I just knew I was a fighter. I'm competitive. I, I want to succeed. Like failure isn't an option. Average isn't an option. Mm-hmm. It had to be well done, executed, and, you know, <laughs> and be at the top of my game. I like that didn't know how because, like, I I'm, I don't think when anyone makes change unless they're, like – even even in circumstances where it's not their decision, so change just happens in their life, like you don't have to have everything figured out for you to be happy and to, you know, I use the term YOLO and like make decisions for yourself. Like not knowing how is okay. It's it's, it's okay. And it's funny because yeah. people don't really, they they assess that not knowing how is being too risky and so they don't do it. Right, but I think we're living in such a different world now where the the norm is, like, you don't need to live by the norm, you know? And there's yeah. so many, you really yeah. don't. And it's, we're, we've got one body, we've got one opportunity. And how long are you going to sit there kind of going through the motions when you when you don't need to be? I mean, and yeah. trust me, like, I had my mom going and going, um, so how are you going to make money <laughs> Yeah. Mom, I don't know how right now, but I trust in myself, you know, like, well, how are you going to make my, I'm, I'm not sure yet, but I'll get around to that. You know, like you, you had, and I had to be able to say to people, cause people were asking me, you know, what, what are you doing? I, how are you going to make money? I don't know right yeah. now. Yeah. And the, and the worst thing I think for me, what was hard is that people, people really thought that I was leaving for some big monster, like People are like, oh my god, I can't wait till you announce what it is that you're gonna yeah. that you're doing, like yeah. what the job is or who, you know. And I was honest with people to say, I am telling you the truth. I do not know. There's nothing. There's no like yeah. something at the end of the rainbow, you know, or this job that's waiting for me. I am really recreating myself. So I think that was hard for people to grasp is that they were kept waiting for me to say what I was doing next. That it was some big thing and yeah. That's, I think that was disappointing for some people yeah. that it wasn't. It was me saying, no, I'm, I'm just not going to be tired anymore. Oh, that's okay. So you've made the decision. You've talked to your boss. Mm-hmm. Um, you leave the show and your farewell speech and everything that had, that was so like emotional. I mean, it's, it's interesting to be the person behind the camera. Oh, I, I can, I have a very small taste of what this would be like. Um, but people really like get to know you and they love you or, or a version of you that they see. And it's hard to let that go for mm-hmm. some people. So I can understand that. Um, but, but so you say goodbye yeah. and you, what did you do like the first morning? I'm dying to know. I think you actually mentioned this on Instagram, but I want you to say like, like I, when you stopped and like you woke up on Monday morning at what time? 
Did you wake up at I 4 slept. 15? <laughs> no. Okay. And that was what people were like, oh my God, it's going to take you so long to be able to sleep. Yeah. Like people don't get it. Yeah. There is nothing normal about getting up at 3.30, 3.40 in the morning. It's the yeah. middle of the night. So the moment that the alarm isn't set, no, I get up at, I slept right through until 7. Like oh my, gosh, my body sense. was craving it. And and it was really funny because for my daughters, they had never had me home in the morning. In the morning like when I went my, so my, my daughters just turned 13 and 10. Okay. But I went back to work when my youngest daughter was six months old. So when she was six months, that's when I started on the morning show. Wow. And so... Um, she had never really ever experienced me being home in the morning. Like I had, I had a lot of good quality time with her because I was with her from the time I was done, Yes, you know, um, but I'd never had in the morning. So that first month I must've done like curls, hair straight, hair French braided, (laughs) hair in like, you know, like every, I was like a hairstylist for like a month because they were like, mom, can you do this today? Can you do this today? You know, and for my husband, it was like. It was like winning the lottery, having me home in the morning. I mean, I give him full credit for all those years getting two girls out the door off to school. That's very cool. But, you know, to have me there and kind of do all of that, it was just normal living. I would have my coffee and put on the morning shows. And yeah. it, it just became, it, honestly, it was an overnight just, just switch. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so now, now that you sort of have a vision and, well, you've always had a vision, but now that you're starting to put your vision of what you want in your life into practice and you're making decisions for yourself, I mean, you're an advocate for health, uh, for wellness, like your workouts are really encouraging. You have a really good presence in social media. You just launched your website, mm-hmm. leannelang.com. Um, you're podcasting now, which I'm so yeah. excited. I'm going to listen to your podcast. <laughs> it's so cool. Very cool. Um, and you're a keynote speaker. Yeah, like I am putting everything that I did for 20 years, I'm doing it, I'm still doing it because I loved what I did. I just honestly, like it was the hours, it was just the grind that that had caught up to me. So I have been a storyteller for 20 years. Why would I change what I loved about my job? I just needed to figure out how to do it on a different platform. And so um, over the years, I had guests that I loved having on the show and guests that I wished I had more than five minutes to talk to. I mean, morning yeah. show, you're, you've got four minutes, five minutes, and that's it, right? Yeah. Like everything in television is timed. And there were so many times when I'd have a guest on and I loved the information, but I couldn't get to it because I had four minutes to, you know, that's it. So I had a long list of guests that I really wanted to have to myself sure. and to be able to talk to for 45 minutes to an hour and go, okay, you had mentioned this, but explain it. Mm-hmm. Why? Make us understand it better. And so that is really what the podcast is about. So the podcast is called Living Your Life, and it is with doctors, dietitians, sleep specialists, athletes. I mean, the list goes on. And gosh, like you, I'm new, yeah. right? I've done five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've done five, yeah. you know, um, but it's an opportunity for me to talk to these people that I know have such valuable information and be able to talk to them for a longer period of time. And, you know, people know that I am active. I work out, I post my videos, but I'm, I practice what I preach. Like I love working out. It's been my life since I was six years old, Mm -hmm. but there are people who are trained professionals. There are trainers, there are dietitians, there are nutritionists who know the information way better than I do. Why don't I just ask them the right questions so that people at home can understand? And so I've done that for my health and fitness section of the website where I am talking to the trainers. 
and have the trainer tips. And I do have the dietitians and the meal planners giving their tips. So on the website, it's all videos that are information, educational content um, that I'll, um, you know, that I'm trying to update every week and then have the weekly podcast as well. But oh my gosh, I'm like working harder now <laughs> than I was when I was working in television. It's just that I'm doing it in different hours. Yeah. Yeah. I, let's I'll talk about that. that. Tell yeah. me about that. <laughs> so like, it's, it's busy, like mm-hmm. having to keep up the, the bookings and the, the content and the yeah. writing. Like I love the writing. I'm loving the blogs and being able to write again, but like, I'm not used to having different sides of my brain working. Sure. Like, I had to be on, right? Like, I, I knew what a show took from my brain, but my brain now has to figure out Google Documents and yeah. Excel spreadsheets and invoices and all this stuff that I have no concept about at all. And yeah. so I find I'm mentally more tired because my brain is working in a very different way. But it's rested. Right. right. So I find that I, my, I'm more sharp, like my brain is working more efficiently because yeah. it's not tired, but it's working differently because it's, I'm requiring to use different parts of my brain that I hadn't used in 20 years or so. Okay. Yeah. So how is making these decisions like though, like after this transition, you're figuring things out, like how has that, um, affected your overall, um, happiness? That's kind of a big question. Yeah. What I mean, it's like, your overall well-being like how are you feeling I you know what I'm feeling like I am on a crazy roller coaster and there are days when I am like on such a high and I've had a great interview or I had some really great feedback or someone else has reached out and been like hey can we do something with you and I feel like on such a high and then I can quickly come like crashing down on that roller coaster because uh, you know, I'm feeling really great. And then all of a sudden I kind of get into that panic mode of, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> how much harder do I have to work to make even like, you know, a 10th of the salary that I was making? Like, and then the fear sets back in yeah. and, and then I kind of have to come back up on the roller coaster to say, no, 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 you're okay. It's going to be a really fun ride. And what I've decided to do in my mindset is to, and it's funny because people recommend books and people to listen to to help yep. you get through these, right? And I had some, some a number of people tell me to get um, get on with that Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah, right, with Gary V. And every once in a while, I'll just go and look at his stuff to yeah. to convince myself to have that kind of that coach in the background going, like it doesn't matter what people think, and right. it's not going to be an overnight thing. It's going to take time, and it's going to take a long time to build. And if you do it right, it will pay off in the end. And so I have decided to enjoy the journey. And that, I think, oh, I for me, yes. um, was the big thing, is to enjoy the roller coaster. Like, I love rides. <laughs> I do. You know? So why, why would I not enjoy the ups and the downs of this and be very aware that I'm going to have them? I didn't get into this thinking it was all going to be unicorns and rainbows. I mm-hmm. got into this knowing I'm going to have to relearn a whole bunch of things. And this is what life is about and I think I'm proud to do it with my kids and my kids will know it's a good day or a bad day um but to enjoy the process and I think if I'm enjoying the process the end result will be what I want it to be you know I just don't know what that is yet but I'm (laughs) on the roller coaster so it's about the process I'm trying to enjoy it that's like very very good advice um a lot of people just see the outcomes as being your successes but when you actually look back I mean, 
there is never an ultimate outcome. It's just the process the whole yeah. way. And it's going back to that trust and just trusting in your ability and in yourself and in your gut. Like you're following your gut. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's not actually hard to follow your gut. You just have to make the decision to do that. That is so tough. It, it, it is, is so tough for people. Like I, I, like I've talked to people like, it's so tough. Yeah. But imagine what it's going to feel like when you've done it and then you can talk about it. Like I like talking about mm-hmm. it now because I'm proud that I did it because that was probably the, the yeah. hardest thing. So embrace it. Like, make that part of your story. Like, it, it's ah, part of it, right? And I think for you, and we were talking before we, we started, you know, talking, you know, yeah. with the record button. Um, you had to go through a crazy amount of ups and downs before you had your aha moment. And, mm-hmm. like, look at you now. Like, if you had said, if you're in your headspace that you're in now to be able to talk to yourself all those years ago, like... I know. Like, how proud are you now of what of what you've accomplished from that time, right? Like, and you have to remember that there's going to be a really cool story to tell. Absolutely. I, I hear you on that one. I want to actually go back to the Gary Vee comment. Yeah. I'm so glad that... I actually... One thing that he said, uh, and it was actually recently, I think, on Instagram, um, that I... It resonated so much with me, and I feel like um, this relates to you and your transition. And he, he basically said there's there's... When you want to make change, when you want to be good at something, when you have a vision, there's one thing that you need to do. And there's, it's just one thing. And I'm like, what is it? What is it? And all he said was effort. It takes effort. So if you put your effort into doing these things, then you're going to see results of some sort. But it's funny because like people get scared and they don't put effort and they just go back into their routines. Right. Or people think they're going to have things handed to them. Or, or that and, too. And, you know, like, yes. I, I think oftentimes, yeah, there's a reason why some people are successful and others aren't. And I, I've always admired people who work hard. Me too. You and know? it's, yes, and people think it's easy. Or that your life as the host and you have a smiling face on every single day and you're killing it out there that you have it easy. And it's like, have, wait a second. No, they had no idea what was going on. No idea. But, um... You know, I think that's why I cry at every Olympic story, (laughs) even for the countries that I don't even like, like the the stories that, you know, these people have put themselves through and what they have done to get there and accomplish. Like, you've got to admire it. Like, it's, there's a reason for it. Or, or, Or people who build companies from the ground up or come to this country with absolutely nothing and, you know, build this empire. Like... It, it wasn't given to them. Like, right. and, and even if there's people who started off with something, you know, they still had to work and create it. Like, so give them the credit that they've worked incredibly hard to get there. But, but Gary V, I think, has, he's no bullshit, right? And <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we're trying to do right now is, like, explain things and talk about stories of actual no bullshit. Like, yeah. that's, that is, that's the way it is. I, I, I love that. I love that a lot. Okay, so all of these things are happening in your life. What's next in your future? Like, what do you have? What, what is, what is, what part of the roller coaster am I where, on? Yeah, where are you right now? Okay, so it was really big for me to finally launch the website because yeah. I think I, you know, I, I left being on air on November 10th. And, um, 
So I think so I'm four, three months. Three, four months. November to December, December to January, January. Yes, we're almost. Yeah. 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 Okay. So for me, it was getting the website out so that people at least had a place to land. And it was yeah. really nice because I didn't realize the amount of support I had until I actually left. Like it wasn't until I announced that I was leaving that I actually felt the impact that I'd had here in the city. And that was a really, it was really heartwarming. And Mm -hmm. um, it helped with my confidence to be like, okay, I'm going to get out there and there's people that are going to care. And, um, and I think because I was very authentic on the show, like what you see is what you got. Like I wasn't fake. And I think people knew if I was passionate about something, I was really passionate about it. They could tell if I wasn't, they could tell if I liked what I was tasting and they could tell that I wasn't like, I was really what you like. I was no different off camera than I really was on camera. And we were, we were talking about that because I felt that when you were interviewing me all those years ago, that you actually cared about the questions you were asking. Like some people interview and then just kind of ask the question, for the sake of asking mm-hmm. it maybe or for getting content or an answer but you're always sort of invested you have that passion it's amazing so yeah i can totally it, it's it's funny because when i would when i would pre-interview the guests that were coming on um my always my first question to them would be what is it that you need to get out of this interview like let me be the conduit like let me help you get your message across and that was always my first Thing that I would say to people like how can I help you get your message across and I think when I did that it, it allowed the person or my guest to know like I really did want their information to get out the right way and it wasn't about me having and I and they would always have like sometimes they would have prepared questions that they would have right sure. can you and I would be like I'm not going to ask you any prepared question when you start to talk I will listen yeah. and I will follow up with the right question that will get you from A to B so that people at home know what's going on and I think that was important for me and I think that's what I've been approached with the most on the outside is that people would come up to me and be like I really noticed that that's you were always about the person that was there it wasn't about me I I was on tv for four hours (laughs) I didn't need to make it about me right like I wanted the people to get the most out of their five minutes that they had on our show so I forget what the original question was. But no, but like, the, where are you now? So like with, oh yeah. with the website and what are, what's your goal? So okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the website is out and the website is really like a landing page for people. If they don't know me or if they don't know what's going on, that they can go yeah. there and you'll pretty much get a really good rundown as to my life and what's going on. And yeah. the ability for people to know that I'm, I'm here, that I want to be able to speak and host and MC events. Uh, that there's a place for people to go for the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to be honest with you, I'd like to see the podcast become my new baby, like Mm -hmm. that the podcast can grow and that it'll have an audience and that there's, there's people behind it. Um, And that it's really me doing what I love to do just on a different platform. And I'll be honest with you. Conventional television is dying. It's, it's a very, it's a, I think it's, it's not dying, but it's changing. And a lot of things are going to this digital content. It's going Mm -hmm. to social media platforms and to, you know, the Insta story and the Facebook lives and the YouTubes. And I really just felt like I could, I could get on board that and do what I was doing on television Mm -hmm. on this platform. So that is really, I'm starting from scratch and having to rebrand, but doing under my own, my own platforms. Like, so that is really what I'm doing it. And 
I have no idea how I'm going to make money. <laughs> Can we go back to that? Yeah, you know, but it's just it's just having it's just feeling like I'm going to be on the right path and eventually I'm going to find a way. I've had companies that have come on board and I'd be like, "Can you can we have you as you know, as a spokesperson or can we have video content? Like, because they have done, I've done interviews with them, right? It's like, can we do that, but do it on, you know, for our advertising or for our website or for our video mm-hmm. content. So it's a con- it's about building it that way. Oh, can I tell you about my cruise? Oh, yes. 100%. So one of the, one of the companies that came to me as soon as I had left was Expedia Cruise Ships um, Centers. And they had been wanting to do um, a wellness cruise for years, but didn't know quite mm-hmm. how to package it or how to do it. And so when they knew that I had left and that I was available, we had a great meeting. And so we launched uh, the Leanne and Friends Wellness Cruise that's happening in Europe along the Danube uh, in August of 2019. And we're doing it in like a year from now because we needed to be able to take a full ship out of the fleet because it's going to be completely our the entire ship is ours. Oh so it's my a, God, how yeah. many people? So 150, well, 158, but I'm going to take off a couple because we have all of our experts. Yeah. Um, so 158 is what the boat can do, uh, the ship, sorry, I have to say ship. Um, and we are going from Hungary to Austria to Germany. So Vienna, Budapest. Like oh that's, my yes. God. And so they wanted to be able to create a wellness cruise that was really like embodied everything. And so what I realized is that my network of people over the years is just insane. So I started to make calls for people who I thought would be, you know, a great addition. And so the first person I called was Tuscarino. Um, and she's the author, 14 time New York times bestseller of mm-hmm. the eat clean diet. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, you know, considered obese at 40 and, you know, changed her life and it was like still cover model at 53 oxygen magazine. (laughs) She has 14 books out. Like, uh, and I just, I loved her. I had interviewed her a number of times on the show and we just hit it off. We clicked. And so I said, listen, Tuska, I'm launching into this brand new life. And she said, Leanne, she goes, I'm in. So I had her right off the bat in on the cruise. And then because we had the whole aspect of the ship to ourselves, we could do the food and the meal plans and the cooking. So I had Corey Keeley, um, come on the show, uh, come on board, uh, who I loved cool. interviewing. And she's the person I literally learned how to cook from. Like she changed how I cook in the kitchen. And so she's on board kind of figuring out the meals and everything for the whole week. And then I have trainers and I have um, Pilates and uh, be- like uh, Melody Ifelice who does beauty, but products like where to spend money, where not to aging skin, how to take care of everything. Wow. So I really kind of went full on wellness um, and we launched it. So like I have everything started. We had, um, we launched it a couple weeks ago as well. Like everything was just kind of like so many different projects coming out. Um, but I have this to look forward to and plan and really make like a trip of a lifetime with this and having workouts in the morning, workshops at night, seminars, like it'll be pretty, pretty cool. And taking wait and like taking the environment that we're in. So like, we're going to be on these landscapes that have mountains and yep. castles. Well, let's use the mountain as a hill training that morning for those that want to go hardcore. Yep. And let's use the lake that we're, you know, that's next to, you know, we're like we're on the Danube, yeah. but like yes. into and do yoga by the water. Like, so we're using all of the elements of our environment to be able to enjoy and, and kind of have a different spin on experiencing a, a cruise like that. Okay, so how do I get on this cruise? I want to go. Like, this sounds like 
a retreat. Like, I mean, it's it, a, it, it's is, a it is, it is on, on, on a ship That's going to some cool. of the most amazing cities like Budapest and Vienna. Uh, yes. Oh. So, um, so right now we're in the process. So you can get, if you go to, um, leanne.signaturecruises.ca, I'm going to double check on that one. Okay. Can you go onto my homepage? <laughs> Doing it now. <laughs> okay, go into my homepage. Okay, now go all the way down. To contact. Yeah, go all the way down. Um, wait, go back one. Yeah, go just, there we, um, no, go into my, go all the way to the top. No, go all the way to the top. Go to my name. Go all the way to the top to my name. Go here. Okay, and then that should land you. Did you click on it? Okay, so everyone, we're on Leanne, yeah. leannelang.com. Okay, so now go down here. Okay. Okay, so. Okay. There so, it is leanne.signaturecruises.ca. I'll put that on the note, show notes as well okay. for everyone that wants to do that. And there's a, um, a for more info uh, phone number as well. So that, so we're starting to get, so there was a great sign up list. And then once we kind of had all the information, now we're starting to send out the bios of the experts and how things are going and where we're going and how to kind of make your way through it. So that information, if you go to that, if you sign up there, then you'll start to get all of the updates of everything. So, yay! So cool. Okay, that's so sick. right. So like, yeah. How did I know that something like that was out there? I didn't. I didn't know. But when I jumped, and I'm like, somehow I'm gonna jump off, and something, you know, there's gonna be some wings. Like this was a wing. Absolutely. This was this was like okay. Like there's little things that are coming from all different directions, and I'm I'm just keeping my mind and you know open to it. I'm definitely from the belief that, you know, if you follow your gut and you do things for yourself and you try to fulfill your life's calling by by following your instinct and projecting that out into the universe, the universe will bring back um, the most interesting things as long as you can recognize them as opportunity, mm-hmm. which you have here. Like, this is very yeah. cool. You'll just start to see all these like doors open and you're like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to do that. Or, oh, you know, that's really not it for me right now. I'll pass on that one. And you'll just start to um, fill your cup with all these awesome things just for you. That's so exciting. Okay, so I have one last question for you. Um, The question is, and maybe this is loaded, I don't know, but I like asking my guests this, is for anyone listening here that's wanting, um, that's this is resonating with, what is your biggest piece of advice to make a big transition or to take a leap? Hmm. I think we're all coming from such different backgrounds of what the tools are in our tool bag Mm -hmm. to be able to do things. Um, My tool bag was, was filled with um, years of being an athlete and facing adversity and, you know, having highs and lows and understanding how I got through those at a younger age to be able to bank on them. I think people have to look at what they have to work with and build from there. Um, and everyone's going to have a different um, a different experience of doing it. But um, it, it all comes down to really being able to take a leap of faith no matter what. And, and just believing in the people around you or believing in yourself that you can do it. And I do want to say that because both of us are coming from an athletic background um, as young girls. But one of my main things that I, that I would say if there's any young woman that's listening to this is, and, and this is what I liked when I talked to younger girls, mm-hmm. like we're in such a changing world. Like 
you know, there's the Instagrams and the Snapchats and the seeing everybody's highlight reels on all of, all of these things. Like they have got to believe that what they are doing with their teammates or with their coach or with their travel or with their competitions and their games and their ups and their downs, like it is so much more valuable for the life lessons to go through that than to think that they, that they're missing out on the cool party or they're missing out on, you know, this Mm -hmm. photo op or like, if I could tell all of those young girls that down the road, them missing that party to go play in that tournament or being late to that get together because you had to finish your training session. Those are so much more valuable in the long run um, that I, I can't emphasize the importance that it's so critical for them, especially between the ages of like 13 and 18, mm-hmm. that those relationships, that teamwork, that, that teammate um, will do more for you in your life than, than skipping out on that and quitting and, you know, not following up. Like I, the, the quitting rate for young girls is what really bothers me. Like stick it, stick it out. Like, I don't care, just stick it out. And I'm not just talking like sports, but like if you're into the theater and, you know, like you're good at being on stage, like stick with it. If you're good at being, be, if you are passionate about something, nothing is worth you giving up on it so that you can hang out with the cool kids or so that you can be at that party. It's just, it's in the long run, it's so not worth it. You'll have so many other highlights that skipping out or being that kid that stuck with it will offer you. And I think both of us have that, right? Like you traveled the world because you stuck with it through yeah. ages 13 to 18, right? Uh, yeah. And I, and there were parties that we missed. And there were like, oh, yeah. I didn't even go to my, one of my proms because like I was traveling. I was in, competing for Canada. And it was just yeah. like, like, but guess what? Like there might have not been that prom, but I've had a hundred galas that I've gotten <laughs> dressed up to, to go and be at, you know, like uh-huh. it will come around in a different way. And I just, I really, I want, especially young girls to know that, like, Gosh, it like stick with it. It's a big thing for me. I love that. Amazing. That was it's 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 so nice to talk to you and to make this connection. I've you are an exceptional woman. I'm I can't wait to see what you end up doing. <laughs> I love you. I okay. follow you. I think you're great. And um and and yeah, this new chapter. I'm so happy that you're doing these things because um I can personally benefit from them too. But you know what's really nice is also like girls, women supporting each other. Yeah. Like how critical is that? Like to be excited for somebody and to help, you know, bring them and elevate them. Mm -hmm. Like imagine us all doing that rather than being catty and bitchy and like what, how much more we could accomplish like <laughs> absolutely together we are yeah. stronger yeah but it's, it's nice to have your support like and your excitement about it like it yeah, just makes cool. it kind of like okay it feels good yeah it makes you smile inside oh that means a lot to me Thanks. thank you okay well thank you so much for being on the show I feel like this is just the first of possibly many conversations but um but yeah thank you for taking the time thank you thanks for asking that was really nice yeah okay. I'll see you on insta okay see you on insta <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was so cool. So much fun. Thank you so much to my guest, Leanne Lang, for coming on the show today. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please make sure to head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I hope you guys all have a lovely day. Until next time.